Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dat Elyon Podcast. My name is Yoel Glick, and I am the director of Dat Elyon, a center for Jewish meditation and spiritual training in the holy city of Jerusalem. We are happy to bring you these talks about the spiritual life that explore new ways of looking at ancient traditions in the light of modern spirituality. We hope to open your mind and expand your heart through these podcasts. Today our subject is Finding the Courage to Do the Work. This is a time for courage, a time to look deep within ourselves and stand up for what we believe in. The world is changing, our lives are uncertain, and there is much to do. None of us can do it all, yet each of us have our part to play. It's the ethics of the Fathers 2.21 counsels us. It is not incumbent upon you to complete the work, yet you are not free to desist from it. If each of us can reach beyond ourselves, stretch our hearts and minds a little further, push our hands and feet to get up and act, then we can change the world. In the Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, we speak of tikkun olam, of healing and repairing the world. The greatest act of repair we can aspire to is to heal and repair ourselves. To break free of all the prejudices and fears that lie within us. To surmount the obstacles that stymie our growth and evolution. To expand the boundaries of our vision, of ourselves and our world. To do this work demands Tremendous audacity, what we call holy chutzpah. Where do we find such courage? How do we generate the strength that we need to accomplish this essential task? For some of us, it comes naturally. But for others, it does not come so easily. If we are lacking in courage, there are three attributes that can awaken this virtue inside us even when we do not know that it is there. Faith, will, and love. Let us begin with love. What happens if one of our children is threatened? We automatically rush in to save him or her, even if it will put our life in danger. This is the easiest way. If we can awaken the love of God inside us, then we will gain immense courage, When we lose courage, whenever we falter, we draw on the power of divine love to help us carry on. Another way is faith. If we have faith that we are part of something larger than ourselves, then this can give us the courage that we lack. If we view ourselves as soldiers in a spiritual army, then even if we feel afraid, can still draw on the courage of those around us. As we bind ourselves to God, 
we will begin to link up with the souls that are on higher planes and receive of the spiritual power that emanates from them. Whenever we are confronted by doubts and fear, we draw on the strength of those who are with us, the boundless wisdom and inspiration of the eternal realm. The third path is the path of will. This is probably the hardest method, but it may also be the most effective. In this approach, we delve deep into ourselves to seek the primordial willpower that lies buried inside us. There is a place within us all where the will to be dwells. This will to be is a tiny spark of the divine life force that resides in every human being. If we can awaken this divine spark to full illumination, then it will become a living fire that blazes the trail ahead. This path requires enormous effort because we are attempting to tap into the essence of what keeps us alive. We develop the strength of our will by constantly forcing ourselves to deal with situations that we do not want to face. Turn away from no challenge. Avoid no confrontation. Duck no blows and give in to no fear. By an act of sheer will, we push ourselves to meet all of our difficulties head-on till acting with courage becomes an instinctual reaction for us. Of course, this course of action will only take us towards our goal if we remember to bring God into the process. Each time that we face a difficulty, we want to glance towards the higher power and ask for help. We look to the Eternal One and pray for courage. We turn within and strive to touch upon our core of strength. A story is told about Abba John, one of the early Christian Desert Fathers, that he prayed to God to take his passions away from him so they might become free from care. He went and told an old man, one of the elders, I find myself in peace without any enemy. The old man said to him, Go, beseech God to stir up warfare so that you may regain the affliction and humility that you used to have. For it is by warfare that the soul makes progress. So he besought God, and when warfare came, he no longer prayed that it might be taken away, but said, Lord, give me strength for the fight. This is a world of battle, a world of change and growth. Come to this world to evolve and grow. If we do not constantly fight and struggle, then we will have wasted the great opportunity that life in this world presents. There's a story in the Talmud that the rabbis caught the Yetzirah, or evil inclination, and locked him up, thinking that that would end all the troubles in the world. However, soon thereafter, everything in the world stopped, 
No one was born. No food grew from the ground. There was no movement anywhere. Everything became static and lifeless. So the rabbis realized that the Yetzirah also had a role in creation and had let him go free once again. It is the friction between our imperfections and our innate desire for perfection that propels us forward in life. Our bodies of dense matter are always decaying and tend towards dissolution. It is the divine spark within us that binds them together and keeps them vital and alive. This same divine spark yearns for unity and perfection and works continually to transform the imperfection and chaos in which we live. The more alive the divine spark within us is, the more we will strive for perfection, and the more discontented with our imperfections and faults we will become. This spiritual discontent or restlessness will motivate us forward in our spiritual life and give us the courage to recognize our faults and strive to change them. As a result, even though we may struggle from crisis to crisis, we will also grow from strength to strength. This is the work of spiritual tikkun we bear, that we spoke about, on its most fundamental and important level. The story is told about another of the desert fathers, Abba Lot. Abba Lot went to see Abba Joseph and said to him, Abba, as far as I can say, I say my little office, prayers. I fast a little, I pray and meditate. I live in peace, and as far as I can, I purify my thoughts. What else can I do? And the old man stood up and stretched his hands towards heaven. His fingers became like ten lamps of fire, and he said, If you will, you can become all flame. The battle with our lower self gives us strength and courage. The battle teaches us to pay no attention to the ups and downs of the personality, the cravings, of the body, emotions, and mind. The battle makes us steady and clear in the face of difficulty. The battle sets us ablaze with spiritual fire. Rabbi Yosef Yaakov of Polonia was a great disciple of the Baal Shem Tov. He taught that to be on fire for God does not mean to be zealous evangelical or simply enthusiastic. It means to be alive with the fire of the soul. This is how he interpreted the biblical verse, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire. In Hebrew, lahavat esh, that describes God's appearance to Moses in the burning bush. When we reach up into the higher worlds in prayer and meditation, we are trying to build an inner link with God. After you return to normal consciousness, the depth of that link 
is revealed to the degree of lahavat esh, the spiritual arousal that it awakens in us. This spiritual arousal manifests itself as fervor for the battle to perfect ourselves, a desire to reduce our faults to ashes, a yearning to burn through the veil between God and us, a longing to burn away all of the suffering that is in this world. These are the lahavat esh, the flames of spiritual fire, that are the outer signs of a true experience of God. In Lukutei Amarim, the Hasidic master Dov Be'er of Mezovich writes, The world was only created for the pleasure and joy that God receives, so to speak, through the doing of the mitzvot, the commandments, the acts of positive spiritual power that we declared about Sinai, and we shall do his will. And the principal joy that God receives from the acts of the mitzvot is the fervor, the being on fire, our hitlahavut, as it is written, sacrifice to be consumed by fire, a sweet savor to the Lord. And this idea is the essence and root of all the worlds and the source of all. And from it, all has come into being. God created this imperfect world so that we might make spiritual fire. He gave us free will so that we could strive to transcend our little wills and do the divine will. God gave us self-awareness and a thinking mind so that through fire created by our struggle and our striving, we might in turn uplift and redeem the whole of this world. This is why a human birth in this world is so precious. This is why we feel such a sense of joy when we overcome our shortcomings. Because at that moment, you're touching the infinite joy of God herself. Without that struggle, we may be able to reach a certain degree of peace and contentment, but there will be no real growth and movement, and there will be none of the joy of victory. This is a time of great challenge for all of humanity. Each of us needs to play our part. So let us all aspire to change, grow, and evolve onward. Let us strive to find courage, hope, and faith. Let us labor to experience the joy of victory. Together, we can change our world. Thank you for joining me today. It's been wonderful to be together with you. I hope your mind has been stimulated, your consciousness expanded, and your heart blown open wide. I look forward to sharing this time together with you next week. In the meanwhile, check out our website, .org, D-A-T-T-E-L-O. 
Y-O-N. And come visit us the next time you're in Jerusalem. Shalom. Peace be with you all.